0: welcome to two debate our podcast of debates I'm Dirk one of your two co-hosts and I'm debating today as usual with Sebastian our motion today is share economy is a scam and by the flip of a coin we decided that I go first and argue against the motion Are you ready Sebastian?
1: you get started let's do this
0: <laughs> okay then let's do this
1: okay. Let's do this. Dirk goes
0: first and argues against the motion. Sharing economy or share economy, is it a scam? I know it's a pretty hyped term these days. So, uh, companies like Uber and Airbnb claim to have revolutionized the markets by, by introducing something they call share economy. And it sounds pretty new, it's not. Uh, native communities in the in the ants, Native Americans, countless other societies have known for ages that there is some value on sharing resources. And that's exactly what sharing economy and share economy is about. In our typical societies, we buy goods instead of services in order to accomplish a goal. But usually, uh, you don't want to have a car, you want to go from A to B. So owning a car is not a necessary requirement to getting from point A to point B. In fact, owning a car can be argued as being pretty wasteful because most of the time it's just standing somewhere parked and no one even knows that it's your beautiful car. It's not even good for you with personal self-branding. It's just dad uh, material sitting somewhere. So sharing co- economy tackles that by sharing resources between multiple people to accomplish a shared common goal and uh, this is just one example and there are many like uh, tools that you can use to to repair something or apartments indeed that can be shared among people things like that ideally everyone wins the car in our example is used more efficiently which is good for the environment. You don't have to buy one, which is good for your pocket. The actual owner of the car can monetize on it, which is good for the owner of the car. And uh, this is basically the model it is following. So we all share the burden and uh, reap the advantages. No, share economy is not a scam. It actually works if set up properly. It helps us sharing resources, saving the environment and being better for us
1: all. Now it's Sebastian's turn. Let's hear his argument. I'd like to cover three things in my two minutes, and then i explain what I'll cover in the next three minutes. The first thing is, yes, if you talk about Uber or Lyft or Gojek in Indonesia, which are the same car sharing services supposedly, it's cheaper and useful to users, perhaps. But the thing is, and there's increasingly more articles on the topic, it's detrimental to the workers, to the drivers. Why? They don't have social protection. There's ambiguity whether they're uh, employees or freelancers, independent. The second aspect is the commission that Uber or, or other companies is increasing once these companies have reached their massive scale. So there's a bit of uh, of a double game here. So it's not exactly you know a completely honest game from the from the get go. The second aspect is uh, let's take the example of Airbnb and the supposedly home sharing aspects. It's nothing about sharing. It's Mainly a rental business and the fact is that landlords are, are realizing landlords that they can make more profit by offering short-term rental rather than long-term so it pushes residents out of the, out of the cities and in some cities there's no regulation or, around this uh, i'm not familiar with all the, the cities in the world but there's a problem because residents i cannot longer live in the city center it's just too expensive or landlords are not putting their houses on the rental market nothing to shed in this case and finally uh, I want to come back on the term. You talk about sharing common resources, yes, you're you're right. But the thing is, a true sharing economy is almost incompatible with capitalism. In fact, we're talking about communism. So I'm not saying I'm i for or against communism. But if we if we're going to talk about sharing resources, yes, let's then advocate for communism and share and truly share everything. Here we are paying for a service. And we're missing the sharing part. In the second part of my little speech, in the next three minutes, I'll talk about why these scaling issues show that this becomes a scam, and also why it's dangerous for users. It's not just a scam. As usual in my speeches, in these debates, I show the danger, the risk, the real risk behind all this. Anyway, upcoming. Next up, Dirk. Let's hear his rebuttal.
0: You mentioned a couple of companies, so did I. Uh, uber airbnb and so on and clearly there is a spectrum it's called business practices since they are companies that create uh, somehow a market space you have companies that conduct in better ethical behavior than others clearly uber right now has a lot of criticism and rightly so they are not really providing a good environment for their drivers that's correct And that means we have to look into that. But that's not to say that owning a car is better than sharing a ride on Lyft or Uber. It's not actually questioning the core model of a sharing economy. It's questioning the practices of one particular example in in that model. And the same is true for Airbnb. For each of these companies, there are other examples where share economy models are set up, sometimes even without a financial transaction, sometimes even without money being involved but taking the money aspect making it a little bit more clear why it's still compatible with uh, capitalism it's actually fairly easy because you create a new market the thing that you enable with sharing economy systems is you enable microtransactions. People are able to capitalize on resources they have in a way that has not been possible before that and earn money. And that money they earn, they can spend on other things they want to buy or purchase or services or whatever. So you, you're becoming more efficient. You're becoming more enabled to, to make a living or add to your to your cash flow. And that is not a communist thing to have. That's actually capitalism in its purest form. So you're creating additional markets and that's uh, also good for everyone because uh, markets that are healthy and active increase value for all of us. That is really at the core of why I think sharing economy is uh, way beyond a scam. And also, sharing economy is actually the economic system that we developed everything else from. So we started in sharing economies, and it's still, in many areas of uh, our daily life, a sharing economy is still in place. It's nothing new. The companies that claim to be also new sharing economy companies these days... They, they basically make a point out of brokering transaction and they use modern technology to do that. That's actually the thing they do. It's not that they, they introduced a complete new way of uh, interacting with each other. So in the end, it's nothing new, but it's an evolution. It enables you to consume and create value that's not been there before. It enables you to have smaller and more transaction than before. And in the end, we share resources uh, instead of wasting them. So it's, in my book, a good thing and definitely not a scam.
1: Sebastian, let's hear it. So in Dirk's world, it's all a fairy tale. It's all perfect and working extremely well. And I just described the extreme form of capitalism, indeed, with landlords pushing out residents. Uh, And uh, anyway, uh, let me show how we have scams due to two um, aspects. One is scaling issues. Scaling issues. The first one is because it's so big, these businesses on Airbnb, you have a lot of bogus listings. People get caught uh, actually paying for stuff, which doesn't necessarily exist. And Airbnb or these companies struggle because of the sheer volume of listings to review. And they can't do this manually. They have to use uh, tools and maybe artificial intelligence, who knows, to make sure that they reduce the number of bogus listings. Now, because of the scale it's impossible to regulate the second aspect is of the scale issue is the lack of proper training now if you look at drivers of uber for instance in india or indonesia they don't know how to use google maps they don't know uh you know how to actually deliver customer service in an effective fashion now uber claims that they're training them and it's probably true right i have seen pictures but it's very very light training right so you don't get a very safe and secure driver in the sense that, in my case, when I have to find the driver, I have to walk across the street in buzzing traffic because the driver is not going to come and pick me up. He's going to wait to where he is. So it's actually dangerous for users. That's my second point in this uh, second part of, the, of my speech. Overall, first point was scaling issues create a problem. I say it's a scam because it's an extreme version of, of, of the word uh, a danger. The second aspect is dangerous for users. Let me give you a few examples. First of all, Users, let's say on Airbnb, are unlikely to declare the money they make on Airbnb. Maybe in some Western societies, the law is pretty well uh, organized to enforce the declaration, but there's no, in most of the places, I gather that people are not declaring uh, revenue. The, The dangerous aspect for the customers is that by going to a home which has no safety measures, like fire extinguishers, noise regulation, whatever, you're actually going in an environment which is not safe for you. Uh, also with mon- monopolies or almost monopolies what's going to happen is an increase in fares at some point uh, or at least the possibility that this happens we're not talking about the us or germany only or france we're talking about worldwide scale where in some countries there's no regulation to protect the consumer the end consumer so there's a risk of uh, of scam here and finally fake smiles the thing is did you know that on uber you get a rating as a customer Now, I don't always want to talk to the driver. I don't ask how he is. I just want to be alone and left alone. I don't want to chit-chat. But I'm obsessed with it because I like good ratings, good grades. I was a good student, good employee, so I want good grades. And it's just fake. It's all fake. So if you know Black Mirror, it's a nice uh, uh, TV series. There's one about this, which is about rating each other. Um, So this is why it's all a scam. It's all fake. It's not necessary. We say it's sharing, but it has nothing to do with sharing. It's just an extreme form of capitalism and making money. Final statements.
0: Dirk goes first. Everything you said is true. Being in a car uh, driven by someone who never received formal training may be more dangerous than being in a cab driver's car. Renting an apartment in an area that's not supposed to be rented out may increase prices, may be more dangerous. All these things are true. Although those are not the only areas where we have a sharing economy. Those are just examples of implementations of a sharing economy. So you try to generalize from the business practices of Uber or Airbnb to the whole idea of making efficient use of resources by enabling people that own those resources to share them back to others. Even if you claim that those things are not declared, I would say... There's more chance than problem here because having a central player like Airbnb or Uber would also enable to really look into that and uh, force them to declare these things for others. Still, again, opening up a market, enabling others to be successful with it. So I hope, uh, dear listener, that you agree with me that your economy is not a scam and uh, you're therefore against the motion. Mm-hmm.
1: And now on to Sebastian. My points are very simple. Uh, these companies, which offer so-called share economy, try to go around regulation as much as possible. So many cases. It's not just generalizing. I wish I were generalizing, but the problem is it's not the case. And that's because they have scale issues. They're massively funded. They need to make money quickly. And they can't do that because it doesn't work that easily. Why? Because you need quality control and getting quality control is is actually costly. And I it actually surprises my, me to say this. I am surprised. I want this to work and it seems more difficult than it actually looks like. It's not a fairy tale. It's not communism. Sorry, Dirk, we don't live in that world. So, and I don't want to have fake smiles either. So, and, and finally, I'm, I'm concerned. It's dangerous. It can be harmful for consumers, for residents being pushed out. It is happening. It's a phenomenon. It's not just in one city. It's in multiple areas. So in conclusion, the shared economy or the so-called shared economy looks like a scam to me. And I am surprised. But it is the case. So that's it. All right again an, another debate it's what number 1200 yeah, at least
0: <laughs> let's see
1: <laughs> close to the close to the, close to the 30th debate. yes we have yeah, a, a, like this a one.
0: year full of debate yeah of course you like this one since i stumbled in my first initial start that uh, you started liking it right there <laughs>
1: <laughs> not true but i actually um uh prepared it in two iterations the first time i I had a few points, and then I just try to think today to prepare it, to finalize it. So that's it with today's
0: debate. Thank you for listening. As usual, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we really look forward to see your vote on our webpage, todebate.net. Just go to the debate entry. There is a voting thingy, a little thumbs up, thumbs down icon. Give us a click. Tell us what you think. Is economy a scam? Yes or no. Also, if you have a little bit extra time, just go to iTunes and leave us a rating. Five stars is what we typically take, but uh, also maybe a nice review.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Cheers. And uh, it's as I said, you know, every time we have a debate, it it forces my mind to open up because, by default, I'm completely for the sharing economy thing. Like I love the fact that you can have like so much access as a user. I don't really care about, excuse me, about you know all the quality control and that kind of stuff because maybe I'm a bit naive, but I think it happens to others. And I'm not the driver of the Uber, you know, getting maybe not enough money to pay the bill, whatever. So as a user, overall, I feel very, very happy. But then I think twice and then I, I realize all the articles that have been circulating about all the issues around it. That's why I'm trying to make this theory or this thesis around actually these scaling issues. I find they're so massively funded. They just, they just have to hurry up. They have to cut corners. And maybe it can work. Maybe it can work. But with the kind of economy we live in, I, I worry that it's, it's not it's not optimal.
0: Airbnb and Uber weren't the first ones doing this model Um, and there have been predecessors that actually worked but usually there was no money involved it's like couch surfing for instance that worked exactly yeah, exactly. And I was exactly about um, to say this. The problem starts um, creeping in once you're a startup, as you said, with the cost pressure, with the need to really bring in money at scale. Because what they are doing is essentially they cut out all the costs that other companies in transport business or renting business, for instance, have. They ignore regulations because they are in that lag startup space and uh, save money that way. And also they, they save money by not being forced to, for instance, maintain a car fleet. I'm actually with you on that. The implementations of Uber and Airbnb are problematic at best. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is there are examples and there have been examples that came before that really worked. And sharing economy per se, I think, is a positive thing. And uh, probably there are other examples we just are not aware because they have not been that globally pushed. And I think the model itself can work.
1: I, I guess the you know, I guess the obvious names that circulate around this, the ones that we've mentioned, give yeah. the shared economy a bad name. That's the problem. Because there's something inherently flawed, I think, in saying shared. Although I get your point right away trying to make best use of resources uh, but there is a bit of a what I call the fairy tale aspect of saying sharing because it feels it feels nice it feels like the couch surfing days uh, and I think the site still exists by the way it's still working uh, but indeed it's uh, it's a funny implementation well funny